Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, how you guys doing? How you guys doing? I hope you're doing well. Today is Thursday, June 25th. This is episode number 944. And boy, do we have a lot of things to talk about, not the least of which is a racial division between those who have to wear masks in Oregon and those who don't, those who will stand and those who will sit. What does the Bible have to say about courage for such a time as this? Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So lots of things going on here in the Pacific Northwest. I'm actually leaving this morning. You guys can pray for me because I'm not stoked about this. I'm leaving this morning for Washington, D.C. And uh, and so I, I never wear a mask. You guys know I've been very vocal about my opposition to it. I also am not going to fight with people on airplanes. So my husband is making me a custom mask. I'm pretty excited about it. And hopefully I can post a picture for you on social media at one point or another uh, when I get a minute today. But I wanted to encourage you because I know that a lot of you are are struggling right now. Uh, two days ago, Washington State residents were told that they would need to wear face coverings in public or they would risk 90 days in jail or a $1,000 fine. In Yakima County, it's even worse, $5,000 fine and 364 days in jail. This is tyranny. This is tyranny. By the way, they've been releasing criminals here in Washington State for months, you know, because of the Rona. And uh, you can't have the inmates exposed to the Rona. So the uh, powers that be in Washington State, including our emperor, Emperor Inslee, believe apparently that it's better to have the community exposed to more crime than potentially have inmates exposed to the Rona. Uh, The same day that Washington mandated masks, Lincoln County Uh, In Oregon, the citizens that live there were told that the mask mandate didn't apply to people of color because uh, in that case, the mask might make that person of color feel unsafe. Isn't that the very definition of racial profiling, which is a thought we weren't supposed to be doing? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this about a virus? It is, right? No. Wrong. The Rona is an excuse that they've been waiting for. Uh, The powers that be in Washington state and around the country are trying to divide us. They're trying to divide us by race, by social economic status, by gender, and by political party. They know if we're divided, we're going to be easier to subdue and easier to control. Uh, The same day that this happened, Facebook issued me an ominous warning about how I share too much fake news. And they told me they have dramatically reduced my reach, which just about a week and a half ago was right about 11 million. And uh, that was very frustrating for me because I've been posting there for over 10 years. And, uh, you know, now they want to protect the integrity of their community and stuff from the likes of Heidi St. John. I'm going to encourage you guys to continue to open your eyes, to wake up. This is not even uh, socialism anymore. This is straight up communism. It's an attempt to take us captive one little baby step at a time. 
Uh, the governors in most of the states now have successfully shuttered our churches, and pastors were among the first to fall for the lie. And unwittingly, they have become a force for darkness as they have spread fear rather than faith with their refusal to open. And sadly, even when some of them do open, it's often with irrational regulations. You guys heard me talk about this the other day, how they've taken, many churches are taking the Bibles out of their sanctuaries, you know, because the Rona might get you, right? The government is loving this grand experiment. So once they had us in fear, Then they began to turn neighbor against neighbor, like places in where I live in Battleground, Washington. They have snitch sites and other in other places. They have hotlines where neighbors can turn neighbors in for not social distancing, for having too many people at their houses, things like that. Uh, It's actually this is a terrifying time to be an American because we're realizing our freedoms can be stripped from us. And the government, if they play their hand just right, can actually turn us on each other. Uh, last night I was out to dinner with my husband and my daughter and I observed people walking around outside in 85 degree heat wearing masks. You guys, fear is everywhere. And I'm going to encourage you today to remember something. Fear is a liar. Fear is a liar. Stop listening to the liar. And I'm going to encourage you right now, lean in because I'm going to give you some truth. We must not live like prisoners. As Christians, we do not bend to the spirit of fear. This is something I've been speaking about for dozens of years out on the homeschool circuit and in uh, places where the Lord allows me to have a voice is to say that God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. That is who we are in Christ. And the Bible says that as Christians, we have the comforter, the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. And he is the one who gives us a peace that passes understanding. Why? Because peace comes in the form of a person and his name is Jesus. Peace isn't something that you get at a rally, right? You you can't fight for peace. You can't march for peace because peace is a fruit of the spirit. Peace is found in the person and the work of Jesus. And as Christians, we're assured of the presence of Christ. He says, he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. If you're a child of God, you can take that promise to the bank. And this gives us courage to stand for what is right and to speak against what is wrong. We are not alone. God is with us. God is with us. Billy Graham once said that when one man takes a stand, the spines of others are often stiffened. And that is part of what we're trying to do here at the podcast is to encourage you to stand, to stand and take a stand, to stop cowering in your corners, to begin to speak the truth. Will will there be a cost? Yes. Yes. Here in Washington state, apparently the cost could be jail. But the cost for cowering is going to be much, much greater. I can guarantee you the line has been drawn. This has nothing to do with flattening a curve, has nothing to do with a virus. A virus is just an excuse at this point. I have a friend of mine, a physician, who texted me yesterday morning, and he said that he had examined the Washington State Department of Health's website. And he said, Heidi, the source of your frustration is evident. The edict for universal face masks does not appear to be supported by the data. No increase in any parameter measured since April 1st. No spike, no surge. A spike would be a doubling in a number of days, and there has not been a doubling of anything in a month here in Washington State. And what are we doing? You're going to go to jail now if you don't wear a mask. This is tyranny. 
This is tyranny. It's not about a virus. And I keep telling people, it's all right for you to stand up. I'm hearing people hiding behind Romans 13, this false interpretation of Romans 13. And can I just encourage you right now to search your heart? Is it appropriate that the government would say, okay, go ahead, a hundred of you can protest. You can do this over here, bring rocks and, and spray paint and, and the whole thing. But the Rona is not going to get you there. The Rona apparently isn't in Chaz in Seattle, but the Rona is in your churches. So Christians, the Bible teaches us that we are to be strong and courageous. Did you know that in the Bible, courage is also referred to as good cheer? Do you know what that means? It means boldness and confidence. And I know a lot of you are living under a shadow right now of a, of a fear that you're not used to and didn't expect. And I get it, right? Because we never saw this coming. But listen, throughout the Bible, God commands us not to be afraid. He said, fear not, be of good cheer, have courage. And I think sometimes we doubt our own strength and even the strength of our convictions. But you guys, you can turn to scripture. With God's protection and with God's guidance, we are going to be able to conquer our fears, right? First Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor for the Lord is not in vain. You remember uh, last week we talked about Hebrews 10, 25. Do not forsake the gathering as some are in the habit of doing, but especially now, as you see the return of the Lord, the day of the Lord drawing closer. What are we supposed to do? Let nothing move us. Give ourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Pastors, open your churches. Deuteronomy 31, 6 to 8, be strong and courageous. Don't be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Isn't this amazing? Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, be strong and courageous. For you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their ancestors to give them, and you must divide it among them as an inheritance. The Lord himself will go before you and will be with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. In John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. In Psalm 27, verse one, the Bible teaches us that the Lord is our light and our salvation. Whom shall we fear? The Lord is our stronghold. Of whom shall we be afraid? The government is not our stronghold. Our education system's not our stronghold. It's not where we run for safety. We run to the Lord of heaven's armies. In Psalm 56, it says, when I'm afraid, I'll put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, and I am not afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Of course, C.S. Lewis wrote about mere mortals. And we learned from reading C.S. Lewis how absolutely vulnerable we are as human beings. And God says, I'm not like you. Keep your eyes on me, Isaiah 41. Don't fear, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed. I will strengthen you and help you. And what we learn in times like this is we learn who we trust. We learn who we trust. We either trust the Lord. He's either good or he isn't. His word is either right or it's not. He'll either be faithful or he won't. He'll either protect us or he won't. 
And I'm going to ask you guys, who do you trust? I don't know about you, but I want to be found as trusting in the Lord of heaven's armies. He's worthy of your trust. You guys can trust him. The headlines are changing every day. Even today, as I'm on an airplane flying to Washington, D.C., and I can guarantee you my husband and I spent quite a bit of time praying about it because it fills me with so much anxiety. I don't like feeling like I'm being forced to do something that I vehemently disagree with. But the Bible says, don't be afraid. I'm going to leave you today with Psalm 23, verses 1 to 4. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Father, we come before you today, and we confess we're troubled. Father, we're troubled at what we see happening in Seattle. We're troubled by what we see happening all around our nation We know that this world is not our home, that we're just passing through. But the truth is, Lord, we live here. Teach us how to live as ambassadors for you. Father, I pray that you would give us courage. Your word says in Psalm 112, they will have no fear of bad news because their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. So, Father, help us to trust in you. Help us not to be captive by a spirit called fear. I pray, Lord, that you would remove the muzzles from the mouths of your anointed ones, that we would encourage each other, that we would look for truth. Give us discernment. Father, we need discernment. Oh, my King, we want to serve you. Help us to serve you with an abandon that says we trust you, Lord. Our hearts are just full of stories. Mine is of your faithfulness, Lord. I pray that you'd help us as we're struggling right now, many of us, not to forget your faithfulness and not to forget that you're still at work. Lord, I pray for every person that's listening to this right now, every person within the sound of my voice, that we would sense the peace that comes from your Holy Spirit, that you would quiet our hearts, and that we would turn our eyes heavenward. Help us, Father, to keep our eyes on you, and not to look down at the waves around us, but rather to be strong and courageous. We love you, Lord. We thank you that you're coming back soon. And in the meantime, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to live in a way that brings honor and glory to you. In Jesus' name, I pray. You guys, Warren Wearsby said that the remedy for discouragement is the word of God. And when you fill your heart and mind with its truth, you will regain your perspective and find renewed strength. And on that note, I'm going to encourage you guys to join me at Mom Strong International. we got a brand new Bible study coming up. And uh, we are studying Profiles in Courage for the entire summer. 
And I know you guys are going to be blessed by what we're doing. That study is going to start very quickly. So if you've not already joined us at Mom Strong International, I just want to encourage you to do it. My friend Ray Reynolds is coming on the show with me tomorrow. If you're not familiar with Ray, you're going to love him. Ray is an African-American leader in our community here. He's been a veteran on our police force for 24 years, and he is going to bring a very unique perspective to what's happening in the culture right now. I know you're going to be blessed and encouraged. So be sure to tune in tomorrow. And in the meantime, you guys, I sure appreciate your prayers for this ministry. Thank you so much for leaving reviews for the podcast over at iTunes and for the books that I've written. You're actually making a huge difference over there. So keep it up. Thank you for doing that. As many of you know, my reach has been squashed quite a bit over at Facebook. We have created a group over there as a way to sort of get out from underneath the tyranny while we continue to transition to all social. Uh, I think we're also looking at opening a page over at uh, Parlor, And so I'll keep you kind of posted as we figure out what we're going to be doing there. But in the meantime, you can find me at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Heidi St. John group, all one word. And uh, I'm going to continue to post there. I, I believe very strongly I'm going to wake up one morning and my page is going to be gone. So uh, follow me here at the podcast and join me at momstronginternational.com. You guys, you are loved. Be strong and take heart, all you who hope in the Lord. That's Psalm 31, verse 24, and I hope it rings in your heart today. We'll see you back here tomorrow.